Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a stupid joke or dad joke this week, which I actually saw on TikTok. Um, there's a little uh, blonde-headed woman. She's uh, She claims to be a psychic on there, and she does live readings. And she said that she had this one girl. Um, she doesn't want any information, you know, about these people who she's doing the reading for. So the woman just asked her if... Her dad was mad about what she had to do before he died. So the guy comes through and she's talking to him. And apparently the daughter had to get his leg amputated before he died. He was not happy about it. So um, he was telling her that, you know, he, he wasn't happy about it. But, you know, he whatever. And he's like, I'd take her to court, but I wouldn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke. I know. That's she said funny. it was the best reading ever. He <laughs> was hilarious. Okay, we got a listener email. Woo-hoo! This is from Annie, which she... Annie, we've missed right. you. Yeah, she writes a lot, which we appreciate. Starts, hello, beautiful ghouls. I got behind on episodes, and while catching up, several of your stories reminded me of things that I that I thought I would share. First one. Shortly after our youngest son, now 22, was born, he stopped breathing and turned blue. He spent a week in the NICU with wires and tubes everywhere. It was the scariest experience scary. of my life. Yes. I promise this is important. When he was between two and four, he would tell us about how he used to fly over the pyramids and would describe what everything looked like in great detail. We asked him, what, uh, we asked him when he did that, thinking it was a dream and nothing more. He would say it was a long time ago when he lived with God and had wings. As a child, he could freehand draw maps and tell you what everything was on the map. I attended a psychic party several years ago, and the psychic asked me if one of my children had any health issues as a baby, and I said yes. She told me that he is an angel of God sent to earth to help others and that a lot of children who are born with health issues and disabilities are actually angels. Aww. Not sure how true that is, but it's a nice thought. They're all angels. They are. Uh, next one. I used to work at a daycare in an upscale rich area that offered before and after school care. In the afternoons, I would be in charge of the after school care kids, uh, five and six year olds. There was one boy who I was actually terrified of. This kid could only be described as pure evil. When you looked in his eyes, there was nothing. No emotion, no kindness, nothing. It was like he had no soul. He would intentionally trip kids and adults, but not like a ha-ha, got you kind of way, but more like he wanted to see if he could hurt this person and would look disappointed when they got up. He tried several times to push kids on the play equipment and would take rocks up to the top of the play equipment and try to drop them on people. Just a horrible person and probably a future serial killer. Oh gosh. Holy crap. It's so, when you think of kids, you know, you don't think of good or evil or whatever. Yeah. They're just kids. But I knew one of my friends had a daughter 
that I swear she was evil too. Oh my god. I would not I I wouldn't let her go and play with Peyton on their own. Oh my gosh. Cuz and there was one time they ended up for some reason, I don't know why, they ended up in the bathroom. <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear Peyton screaming. Oh my god. So I run into the bathroom, I open the door. She's just standing there drinking her water. Peyton's on the floor crying. Oh my god. I was very pissed. Yeah. But yeah, there's something wrong with her too. She But that It I is so it's... hard to think exactly that way about children. That's what I was about to say. It's a kid. Like how can I yeah, that's fucking crazy. I mean, they're just born with it. They have to be. There are some people that are just born wrong. Oh, God. I believe that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not their fault. That's the way they were born. But there's just something. It's the journey they're on in that lifetime, I I guess. guess. Creepy. Or maybe they are evil. Maybe. I don't know. I think they're, I think they're missing something. Maybe. Like, like in their brain. Like empathy? Yeah. There's something something that doesn't quite. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but doesn't quite mesh. Yeah. It's not. I know what you mean. I agree. Okay. And this is her last one. You had a segment on entitled customers and wanted to share. I wanted to share my story with you. I worked the front desk at a vet's office. One day, a woman called in throwing a tantrum, yelling and cursing because a tech had forgotten to give her dog a vaccination. I apologized for the oversight and told her she could bring her dog in any time and the vet would take care of it at no cost to her. No appointment needed. She would be taken care of before anyone else. I also offered a free grooming session. She was still yelling and just being ugly. I always try to be kind, caring, and a considerate person. I go out of my way to help others and see things from others' point of view But after about 10 minutes of her yelling and cursing at me, telling me how stupid and incompetent I was, I had been pushed to my limit. I said, ma'am, I'm sorry. You are a fucking bitch. (laughs) And I feel really sorry for your dog. But I am done talking to you. And I hung up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's great. Of course, she called and to complain to the practicing manager who told her that she did not believe her because I would never say (laughs) or do anything like that and told her she needed to find a different vet because that office would not deal with her anymore (laughs) since she had just tried to get me fired for no reason. (laughs) I laughed my ass off. (laughs) That is awesome. Oh, my gosh. So those were Annie's story. Thank you so much those for writing were great. in. They were. <laughs> I wish I could do that at work. Oh but they God. record everything. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's no good. Not to mention I got like 20 people around me and they would hear me. <laughs> Busted. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I pissed everyone off the last couple of weeks. So I have some wholesome, uplifting facts today. And we may have done a couple of these, but uh, the voice... Actor for Minnie Mouse married the voice actor for Minnie Mouse. They were both married to other people when they first met, but years later, after each had divorced their partner, they found their way back to each other. Oh, how cute! That is cute. Next one. Do you one? think they talk like Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse? At oh, home? I hope so, especially in the bedroom. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. That would be great. 
I wish I could do the voices, but I just <laughs> Next one. Baby elephants suck their trunks for comfort. Aww, it's it like all... sucking a thumb. I know. It also takes them a while to learn how to use their trunks, which results in some very cute videos. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> or they smack themselves in the face and shit. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. Oh, they gosh. are. Uh, next one. The center of our galaxy tastes like raspberries and smells like rum. Researchers identified a molecule in the center of the Milky Way that is responsible for the flavor of raspberries and also notably smells like rum, which sounds like a new cocktail. And how how do they know this? There's um they identified a molecule in the center of the Milky Way that's responsible for how, how? it smells and I don't We know. haven't been to the Milky Way, have we? Um probably a satellite, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. I I don't look for NASA. Why not? I'm not that smart. <laughs> Me neither. I wish I was smart. Yeah. I think it'd be so cool to be smart. It would be. I would like, I would be too cocky, I think. I think. I probably would too. Yeah, I'd be an asshole. I'd be like, are you stupid? Yeah, I would. And I, I believe you don't know that. I'm, I'm flabbergasted with people I meet now. Oh, I know. my <laughs> intellect level. I have no patience for stupid people. And they're everywhere. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, yeah I'm good. Uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy's real name is Poppin' Fresh. He's married to one Poppin' Fresh, or Poppy Fresh, with whom he has two children, Popper and Bun Bun. Oh a cat named Biscuit and a dog named Flapjack. <laughs> he has a whole family. Um... Of dough people. Why do they come up with the family when he's the only one that's ever on a commercial? That is very important. I'm sorry, but like we don't have anything better going on in this world. <laughs> you have to name the Pillsbury Doughboy and his dog and cat. Speaking of names, I want to name my house. Okay. You name your house, I'll name my house, and then okay. we'll share. Okay. I got to think about it. We got to think about it. But, you know, I've watched like... Um, like the house shows mm -hmm. on like HGTV and stuff. And they'll go to these uh, like foreign places and they're like, this is Seaside Beach House. Or, no, that's a stupid one. <laughs> um, but they'll have names. That's cool. Like a boat? Yeah. Kind of. Huh. Okay, we'll think about it. I want to name my house, and then I want to get like some kind of plaque or something. Fuck yes, that would be awesome. On, my on the outside, we're of my doing house. totally doing that. One hundred percent doing that. Okay, next one. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog is probably just as happy to see you as you are them. MRI scans of dogs show that the same pleasure center of the brain, the ooh, I can't pronounce that, uh, lights up in the dog in dogs when they see humans the same way humans do when they see dogs. Aww. That's so nice. Next one, Marie Cur Curie tried to donate her Nobel Prize medals to the war effort during World War One. During the during the war, the French government put out a call for gold, and Curie, then a two-time Nobel Prize winner, offered to return her medals. They refused. Hmm. Oh, no, you're rich and, and smart. You, we don't need your medal. <laughs> Next one. Norway knighted a penguin who lines guards up to inspect their uniforms. Oh Please refer to him as Brett. What's that? 
No, I can't read anymore. Brigadier. Brigadier Sir Niles Olaf. Olaf. Olaf? No, it's O-L-A-V. Olaf. Very cute penguin inspecting uniforms. (laughs) He is an expert. I mean, right? That's true. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis were best friends who inspired each other to write The Lord of the Rings and The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, respectively. That's cool. Yeah. Some actually credit Tolkien's influence for lear- uh, for returning Lewis, former an atheist, to religion. Hmm. <clears throat> Next one, sheep can tell sad and happy faces apart and would rather approach happy-looking humans. If you don't feel like smiling, do it for the sheep. <laughs> I like the ones that scream. Oh my god! Or the ones that the get babies? when they get scared and they just stiffen oh my up and god. fall over. Yeah, that's hilarious. I love watching those videos. It's funny. <laughs> I know. Have you ever seen like a big bunch of turkeys? And if you gobble at them, they'll all gobble back at you. I don't think I've seen. Oh them. my god! It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Them things are ugly. Yeah, I'll have to show you. I'll have to show you a video. Hold on. Okay. Nikola Tesla was severely ill while at school and credits Mark Twain's books for his recovery. Later, they would become best friends. There's even a rumor that Tesla returned the favor, curing Twain of a bad bout of constipation. Oh. <laughs> okay. How did you do that? That um we loosen that we up. We don't him, want to know that. <laughs> Let's just move on. Okay. Polar bears rub noses to communicate, especially if asking a favor or question. Rubbing noses is seen as a non-threatening behavior. Mm. So if you come across a polar bear, just rub your nose on it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, rub noses with it. I'm not getting that close. That's non-threatening. Mm. They I'm might... sorry, but if I saw something coming at my face... They might let you ask them a favor. No, they won't. Okay. Maybe other polar bears, but not people. Oh, you know, that's probably what they meant. Yeah. Next one. Octopuses really do keep gardens. They're called middens, and they're made out of stray rocks, shells, and other scavenged materials so they can hide from predators. Oh, That's cute. Next one. A woman met her girlfriend on Tinder, and her girlfriend turned out to be a perfect match for her much-needed kidney donation. Oh. Alana Duran was in need of a kidney after being diagnosed with lupus. Her girlfriend, Lori, told her that they were a match in the cutest way possible, proving that Tinder is good for something. wonder if they stayed together. Oh, my God. I hope so. I would suck if they did. She's like, bitch, I want my kidney back. <laughs> Cheat on me. <laughs> she takes it out throws it out the window. Here you go. Here's your damn kidney. <laughs> Next one, horses love the smell of lavender. If you want to calm a horse down, just have a few drops of lavender oil at the ready. Hmm. That's good to know next time you're wanting to ride a horse, Jody. Yeah, that would be never. All the time. Oh. That would be never. Okay. Next one, the writer of Samuel, the writer Samuel Beckett used to give rides to school children in this Irish countryside where there were no buses. One of the school children was Andre the Giant, who would later falsely claim that he became close friends with Beckett during those days. 
Andre the Giant's a liar? Shame. Man. I loved him in The Princess Bride. I fucking... He is the greatest. The greatest. Love him. Next one. Rats care for sick and lonely cats at a cat cafe in Brooklyn. Hmm. They'll groom them and keep them company and cuddle with them, proving that cats and rodents don't have to be mortal en- enemies. Hmm. As long as the cat's well fed. <laughs> yes. And probably not sick. Yeah. You might just want to keep them away. Mm-hmm. Next one, Ben and Jerry learned how to make ice cream from a $5 correspondence course from Penn State that they split the cost of. <laughs> they started because Ben couldn't make a living off of selling his pottery and Jerry hadn't gotten into medical school. Now look at them. Yeah. Ice cream. Mm. Next one, Shakespeare used to call hedgehogs hedge pigs. They get their name from their love of hedges and the little snort they make, so it's not entirely inaccurate. (laughs) Next one, at a university in Finland, doctoral candidates get a top hat and sword when they graduate. The hat symbolizes freedom and the sword uh, represents truth. That's hilarious. Like right now, they do? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Here's your top hat and your sword, sir. Congratulations. Next one, Bob Ross kept an alligator in his tub when he was a child because he wanted to nurse it back to health. Ross was a longtime animal lover and had hoped to host a nature show called Bob's World. Hmm. He's so cute. A wild turkey that terrorized a Wisconsin town is now a beloved figure they've adopted as their unofficial mayor. They nicknamed the bird Smoke and have made a Facebook page for him. Hmm. How does a turkey terrorize a town? Probably chasing after people. Like like geese do. Oh, yeah. Fucking hate geese. (laughs) Well, they just named him and kept him as a pet. (laughs) Next one, Dorothy Parker left her entire estate to Martin Luther King Jr., despite never having met him because she wanted to support the civil rights movement. After his death, her estate was passed on to the NAACP. They still get royalties from her work. Nice. Mm, Cool. Next one, a stray cat wandered into a nursing home and is now a permanent fixture there. I'm not sure if Oreo was in need of us or we were need. In need of Oreo, the director of the nursing home said. You know, I saw, I don't remember if it was on TikTok or YouTube, but there is a nursing home somewhere in the United States. I don't remember where, but they have partnered up with the local adoption center there. So all of the kids that are up like up for adoption will go and visit the nursing homes and all these old people are holding babies Aww. and smiling and these kids are getting love that they need mm-hmm. it's beautiful that's cool it is next one the national park service released a soundtrack of soothing nature sounds for their 102nd birthday free of charge it's free to stream or download hmm. look up national parks service I bet that's nice. Yeah. Disney used to have a hotline kids could call if they wanted to hear Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, or Daisy wish them good night. It was called the Sleep Shot Hotline and ran. Oh, well, it says it and ran until August thirty first. Oh, 
Um. <laughs> Next one, astronaut Eugene Cernan wrote his daughter's initials on the moon. He said he wished he had written her whole name, so a fellow astronaut painted a moonscape for him and included her name for him. Oh, that's nice. And that's so cool for his daughter. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, looking at cute things actually improves your focus. That was my last one. Hmm. I think I've read that one before. So, like, yeah, if you're having trouble focus, like, look up some cute puppies or something. And apparently it helps. Well... All right, so I've got 26 supernatural experiences that cannot be logically be explained. Ooh, I love these. Um, I'll just do as many the as first you. part. Okay. I'll do 13 today and then... Okie dokie. Whatever. I have one story I cannot explain. I have given up, but still skeptic. When I was in college in the summer, I worked in a glass factory in the basement. Nothing weird, well lit, just the very bottom of the building. Anyway, we would stack pallets, and when they were full, a forklift would take them into the warehouse. You had to have your head on a swivel because there were many moving lifts, tow vehicles, and other assorted dangers. It was an old place, but like I said, not ominous. So one day during the day, I was working, just finishing one pallet and about to move to the other to start. I look up, and an African man in overalls is standing about 10 yards in front of me, staring at me. I stopped, not really scared, more what the fuck. Then I noticed that although his head and body were normal, his legs seemed to fuzz out into nothing and his clothes just seemed dated. Oh my God. That's all because as I stopped for those few seconds looking at this thing, a large bulk 1,000 pound pallet <gasps> fell off a trailer into the area I was about to enter. If I did not see what I saw, I would not have hesitated and would have been crushed. Oh my god. I like to think about this event and not at the same time. It was weird. That is weird. Yeah, it is. You just have to is that his guardian angel uh, or oh my something. gosh. Spirit guide, maybe? Maybe. When I was in fifth grade, I was awoken in the middle of the night by this surge of energy. I looked to the foot of my bed and saw the ghost of my stepmom, who I whom I still believe to be alive. What? Without actually saying anything, she told me that she loved me and that everything would be all right. An overwhelming sense of ease that was not my own came over me and I went back to sleep. The next morning, my mother informed me that my stepmom, who had been ill with liver failure, passed away overnight. I'll never forget it. Oh, so at the time, they thought she was alive. Yes. Okay, I was like, oh my gosh, murder mystery. No. Did she fake her own death and leave? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I was once camping around the side of a mountain in the countryside with two friends. We were all rather merry, brought some whiskey along and so on. At one point, at about two o'clock in the morning, I decided to go for a walk on my own. The stars were out alongside the moon. It was a wonderful, calm night. I walked off into the direction of a forest, which was at the top side of the mountain. The forest was incredibly isolated, miles away from anywhere, and it was made up of long, thin pine trees. It actually looked really daunting, but for some reason, I was drawn to it. I checked around. I was about a mile and a half away from my friends at the tent. As I walked into the forest, I started to feel really odd. I don't know if it was anything to do with the buzz from the whiskey earlier or just my brain reacting oddly to the horror film external stimuli that I was being drawn into, but I felt odd. 
I continued walking in a straight line, sliding between the pine trees and pushed forwards deeper into the forest. Now it is at this point when something happened, and I still have no logical way to explain it. It certainly did happen, I'm sure of that. I, it wasn't in my mind. I was deep in the forest, tired and getting rather claustrophobic. My torch was having a few problems, and so I decided to turn back and meet back up with my friends at the camp. They probably have passed out by now anyway. Now as I turned around to head out of the forest, I heard a slight noise. It got louder and louder and nearer and nearer. Then it stopped. Now at this point, I was freaking out a little, but the noises were obviously just from deer or from wildlife, and so I paid no heed to it. I continued walking, but the noise returned closer this time. I now stopped to listen for the second time, and the hairs on the back of my neck stood up, and I felt slightly off once again. It's important to visualize what this forest looked like, as it is an important part of what it was to come. Incredibly dark and dense, pine trees close to each other, not a lot of room. The stars were barely visible through the heights of the pines, and there was a perpetual creaking from the breeze. If you were claustrophobic, you would not want to be there. I heard the noise again. I turned around and showed my torch into the deeper part of the woods. Nothing there, empty and unsettling. The old trees creaked again. Then the noise returned, the noise of movement. It was getting louder and louder, closer and closer, a kind of sickly scraping across the dead leaves of the forest floor. It was getting closer, almost as if it was coming towards me. I shone my torch ahead, I stood deadly still, then across the yellow beams of my torch, about four feet in front of me, a human man ran past me. I remember clearly he was wearing some kind of suit, and he moved in a rather languid manner. He ran past me. I never saw his face. I shone my torch after him. I called after him in shock. I managed to follow him with the beam of my torch, but he ran with such speed and accuracy between the thick dark of the pine trees that I had no chance. He disappeared, and I never got a chance to see his face. It just really freaks me out whenever I remember this. I was in the complete middle of nowhere, miles and miles away from society, at the back of a mountain, and before you ask, no, it wasn't one of my friends. They'd have owned up after a while. I know that. The man in the suit remains a complete mystery to me. I checked the newspaper the day after. No crimes committed, nobody on the run, just one witness, me, to a suited man running through a pine forest in the dead of night. That is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Talk about out of place. Like, how are these people seeing this shit? I don't know. I don't know. Are we just not open? Is it or everywhere? would you, if you were in the middle of a dark forest, well, in the middle of the <laughs> night, would you go walking off by yourself? No, I wouldn't be in a dark forest in the middle well, of the I night wouldn't. anyway. I but either. maybe that's why I don't see it. I think that's probably... Part of it, anyway. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this was told to me by my family just a few years ago, since I was too young to remember. Anyway, my grandma was fighting breast cancer when it spread to her brain. We all knew it was the end. Just a few weeks later, she passed. My parents and I flew out to Washington. We live in Ohio, and I was only three years old. We get to the funeral, and everybody is an emotional wreck because my grandmother was loved by everybody, she ever came in contact with. I don't know what's going on since I'm still basically a toddler. We all go back to my grandpa's house and my family is sitting in the living room 
and I make my way outside to play with my grandpa's dogs. Apparently, I came inside and asked why grandma was outside by herself. <laughs> my mom tried to explain to me that grandma is gone and I won't see her again. I then proceed to say, but mommy, she's sitting in her rocking chair on the deck right now. She told me to tell you guys she'll see you soon. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> Uh, not too soon, I hope. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. In southwest Missouri, where I'm from, as a teenager, most people go out to see the spook light. I definitely saw it when I went. It's just a flickering light. But most attempts at a scientific explanation are flawed, and it's been around since the 19th century. And some people say it's a f actually appeared inside of cars as they drive by. Me, it was a flickering light you could see, but would disappear as you get close. So yeah, maybe it's a ghost, sure. A few years back, my family and I visited my grandparents in Mexico. I was told when, that when they were building the house that my grandparents live in, they found a bunch of bones there. I heard a lot of the stories of weird things going on in the house from my family members that live there, but I didn't want to believe them. So one night I was fast asleep when I get woken up by the sound of dogs barking like mad outside. I lift my head up and when I do, I hear someone, something, yell directly into my ear. They yelled so loud that my ear was ringing. My parents were both in the same room sleeping and asked if they, I think it meant I asked if they heard anything. They told me to go to sleep and that I just imagined it. To this day, I've never wanted to go back. That was just one of the paranormal weird moments I've had. It kind of sounds like exploding head syndrome. Yeah. But that's not really... Well, no, I guess... Because honestly, when you get that, you don't know where the sound comes from. Yeah. Like it, you, it just sounds like it's in your head. Yeah. Like, and it has to be because nobody else hears it. Yeah. And when, I, when it happened to me, it was my name. It like sounded yelling. like someone yelling my name. Yeah, and I mean, I've heard yelling before, too, or like um, knocking really loud on a door. Yeah. So it kind of sounded like exploding heads in Maybe. memory. Yeah. This event happened while I was in college. We were hosting a house party, and there were upwards of 200 people there. The house was built in the early 1900s and creepy as hell when empty at night. Mm -hmm. The back bedroom was rumored to be where suicide happened at some point in the house's history. My best friend occupied this room, and it was also the hangout spot, as it was the largest room, which could hold a bed and a couple of couches very easily. Well, since my friend was selling a little on the side, he always had combination locks on his door to prevent anyone from getting in during parties. Well, here we were with all these people, and I'm standing in the backyard around the fire pit. I can clearly see the back bedroom, and all of a sudden the light turns on. I look up and think nothing of it at first, as I thought maybe my friend went in to retrieve something. Then I see my friend talking to these girls about 20 feet away. I run up to ask him and ask him who was in his room. No one, that shit is locked down tight as usual, was his reply. I grabbed him and took him to where he could see the window to his room. Sure enough, lights are on. As we are looking up at the window, a figure comes into view behind the closed blinds. <laughs> We both flip out and push our way through the crowd in what had to have left several people on the ground. 20 seconds later, we are standing at his door, lock still in place. We both give each other the what the fuck look and he unlocks the lock and we go inside. Lights are off and the blinds are now up. Nothing is missing nor out of place. 
I checked the light that was on and it won't turn on. Bulb is completely gone from the socket. We both looked at each other in disbelief. You saw what I saw, right? I inquired. Yeah, was his only response. Hmm. That's creepy. Do you know that almost every person that has survived a suicide attempt said that their first like, thought when they woke up from it was, thank God I didn't die. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or, like, if they remember what they thought, like, the second they did it was, like, oh, fuck, I didn't want to do this. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, they immediately regret it. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I lost time once. This happened about eight or nine years ago, and it actually confuses me still when I think about it. Anyway, I used to work a swing shift from 3 p.m. until 11, Mondays through Fridays, so my routine would be clock out, drive to the convenience store, buy some crap to shove down my cake hole, get home, get into some trunks or whatever, sit down, turn on the TV, eat and surf the net, and not pay attention to Jay Leno while waiting for Conan O'Brien to come on at 11.35. All this took about 20 to 25 minutes from work to in home on my couch. Anyway, so one night I get off work, have to clock out right at 11 p.m., do my usual routine, get home and go to my room, take off my uniform, go to the bathroom, wash my face. I grab my food and sit on the couch, turn on the TV, and some morning farm report is on. Check the channel. Yep, right channel. Where the fuck is Jay Leno? Don't even think about looking at my watch or phone to check the time. I decide to just wait and see if Conan comes on after the farm report. I eat, and sure enough, the motherfucking Good Morning News program is coming on. I look outside, and it's blue. It should be fucking dark out. I look at my watch, and it's fucking 7 a.m. Double-check my phone. Yep, 7 a.m. I'm not even tired like I should have been if I was awake all night. It was weird, but at the same time, it makes me laugh thinking about me just standing in my room, <laughs> frozen, like Robert De Niro in Awakenings all night, lol. Then coming to and not skipping a beat. Time for some Conan. Okay, my question is, I want to know if his food was cold. Oh, he didn't say anything about that. No, because, I mean, obviously it's an alien abduction, right? He missed or, at least six hours. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's no way he was standing in, like, you wouldn't stand there for six. No, that, No. That doesn't happen. You wouldn't stand there staring into space for six fucking hours. No. No. So I want to know if his food was cold. If it was cold or if it was hot, then that means, I mean, I don't know what the fuck that means, but. Unless it wasn't brought up because whatever he was eating. Oh, it might not have been hot. Cold. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So my first grown-up house that was mine was pretty nice. I'm kind of a handy guy, so I could fix little troubles here and there. One day, I start to hear a smoke alarm. Change. My battery's warning. Single beep every 30 seconds or so. It would go for a few minutes, then stop. Over the course of a week, I realize I can't find the damn smoke alarm that's beeping. That Saturday afternoon, I go from room to room looking for it. I can hear the beeping every now and then, but always from another room. I try to be methodical about it, waiting in each room in turn. 
my master bedroom and bathroom, my office and my roommate's room, along with our living room, kitchen, and sunroom. I can never pinpoint the fucker. Reliably, I can hear it in the living room, the most central room of the house, so I figure, oh, maybe it's in the basement. Check the basement, nothing. Back in the living room, now standing on a chair to see if I can hear it any better, if there's some echo distorting things. Bingo. There's an attic that's more of a crawl space than anything else above a few of the rooms. It's got to be up there. First, I check the opening in my office. I keep a lock box and my handgun up there. Both are in place, undisturbed. The beep is louder, so it must be in the main attic space, as this is only a small branch off. I grab a stepladder and my Makita and go to the main entrance, an overhead panel in a short hallway off the living room. Leads to roommate's room, her bathroom, and said office. I unscrew the heavy wooden panel. It's like three-fourths plywood screwed into a frame. Fourth screw off, and I start to push the panel up. Takes a bit of force, as it and the frame are painted. But it pops, and the panel is about two inches from the frame into the attic. Cue wave of creepiness. It's mid-afternoon on a lazy late summer Saturday. Home alone. As far as I'm concerned, this is midnight on Hallow fucking Ween <laughs> in terms of likelihood of extra, extra natural horror. I twist my hands so that the panel is askew and step down. Can't see up into the little triangles of darkness formed by the skewed panel in the hatch frame. I wait for the beep again. I do a 30 count, then another 30, then another 30. Nothing. Well, shit. I step back up, unscrew the panel, and put the screws back in. Fuck this noise. I spend the next ten minutes sitting in the living room, looking up at that panel, waiting. I avert my eyes every few seconds, checking other doorways. From the living room, from the living room you can pretty much the entire house. Um, Here, maybe? <laughs> I was raised on horror movies. I now I know how this shit works. When you focus on just one thing... The beast comes from another direction. Resident Evil 4 taught me to sweep my goddamn corners when entering a room. <laughs> so for those 10 minutes, I do that. No goddamn beep. For the next next 11 months in that house, it never happens again. Okay, that's weird, but that was way longer than it should have been. Uh, yeah. It shouldn't have even been written about. Many years ago, I was home alone and reading a book in my living room. I heard a sound come from the back bedroom. Upon investigation, I found a small porcelain figurine from my wife's collection smashed against the wall on the opposite side of the room. I've often wondered how a figure could fly 17 feet from the shelf over the bed and into the wall all by itself. Weird. See, what the fuck is that? Yeah, just a random... Uh, see, shit is going on all the time. We have no fucking clue. Nope. That's so scary. <laughs> I was laying on my bed reading a really good book. I was facing the wall and I hear someone coming up the stairs. We live in an old house where everything creaked, but I could usually tell who was coming up the stairs. I thought it sounded like my mom. Anyway, the footsteps continue up the stairs and onto the landing. I am really into my book and only a few paragraphs away from the end of the chapter, so I don't want to be interrupted. The footsteps walk into my room and over to my bed. They stop right behind me, waiting. I finish my chapter and turn over to look behind. No one is there. 
That's creepy. Yes. Me and a friend were playing with a Ouija board in her room one night when we were 18. We heard this growl noise, got scared, threw the board, and hid <laughs> under her blankets. We started hearing this clap, clap, clap sound hitting her walls. Too scared to look, we huddled together underneath her blanket. It finally stopped after like five minutes, and all these smarties she had in the package on her desk beside the bed had been thrown everywhere around the room. Ew, weird. There was no one else in the house except us, and we were holding each other so tight under the blankets, there's no way she could have thrown them. It sounds stupid, but it was effing scary at the time. That is kind of creepy. That is creepy, because it's just so... And, like, it, they're in the package, and they're thrown all around the room? That's weird. Yeah. Especially since they were playing with a fucking Ouija board. Stupid. Yeah. This one's my last one. Was that a friend's new old house it was built in the 1800s and he'd lived there for a few months before i'd been over to see it we were having a few beers and watching tv when he decided to go to the kitchen for more beer about 30 seconds after he left the room i heard him call my name from upstairs i got up went upstairs and all the lights were on but he wasn't there i went back downstairs to the kitchen and he was coming up the basement stairs and said he'd heard me call his name from downstairs hmm? It never dawned on either of us that there was only one stairway up and down. I'd have seen him go up. I'd have seen him go up the stairs and he'd have seen me pass him in the kitchen to go down to the basement. We stood in the kitchen dumbfounded, not knowing what the hell just happened. While neither of us had ever experienced anything supernatural, it made us both channel our knowledge of ghost stories and Discovery Channel specials on hauntings. And we determined that it was an entity in the house that wanted to separate us for whatever reason. And it succeeded. It got us alone at opposite corners of the house. That was months ago, and I have not been back. Creepy. Okay, I have... I didn't believe in ghosts until stories. Yeah. First one, years ago, my husband and I were trying to see if we could get a modest house by contract for, for deed. We took my sister along to look at the house. It still had someone's personal items in it as though they had just stepped out, but it was for sale. We walked all through and were hopeful. Suddenly, my sister said, wait, I know whose house this is. This house belonged to that guy that my son knew who died in his kitchen. This is Tony's house. At, the pre at that precise moment, a cabinet door shot open and whacked her on the backside. Never one to be rattled easily, she looked up and said, Okay, Tony, I get it. We checked, and it was indeed his house. The cabinet had been tightly shut, and the floor was stable. I've never seen a cabinet door randomly swing open with a force behind it like that. Not enough to hurt, but fast, as though a hand had whipped it open. You had to be there. I wish we could have gotten the house, even if he was haunting it. He was known to be a nice guy, very funny, and we wouldn't have minded sharing it with him. Hmm. Next one, my mom and dad passed just five weeks apart of unrelated cancers. We had taken my son with us to my parents' house to feed their cats. My son was seven at the time, and he wandered downstairs to explore. At some point, he reappeared upstairs, strangely subdued. At the time, he hadn't yet learned to lie, nor did he make stuff up. My wife noticed his demeanor and asked, what's up, kid? He said, Pop Pop is outside by the fence. I want to go home now. 
Next one, when I was in college, I lived in an apartment complex. Every once in a while, around 2 a.m., I would hear breaking glass. It was clear as day. I never found any broken glass anywhere around my apartment. My younger brother would come out to party with us, and once or twice he came bursting into my room, thinking someone was, someone was breaking in. Finally, one night, my girlfriend stayed over. She would kick and push in her sleep, and at some point she nudged me and I woke up. When I looked over at her, she was not asleep. She was sitting at the foot of the bed, facing away from me. When I said her name, she stood up and walked out of the room. Then the sound of glass breaking happened. I looked around and realized that she was still laying next to me in bed. That was the only time I saw anything in that place, but heard the sounds pretty consistently. Ugh. That's creepy. I don't like that. Next one, when my son was three, he started having dreams and visions of people coming out of holes and dancing in his room. He said they were trying to tell him something. He also said he would wake up and see faces in the dark and they were screaming at him. There were many nights when his screaming would, would wake me up and I would run into his room. It honestly sounded like he was being attacked. One night in his room, he was telling me about one of his experiences and I saw a streak of white light move up over his face. Another time, I ran into his room and he was up on his knees looking around the room. I didn't say anything and just continued to watch him in the dark. This went on for about 15 minutes and finally he looked at me and said one word, Manya. It was apparently his name for whatever spirit he was seeing. Another time on the baby monitor, we heard a loud male voice say, stop that. We happened to know a mother and daughter psychic team and enlisted their help. They tuned in and, and both said they saw an evil old man spirit from the 40s who brought in other souls to make mischief. He also smoked a cigar. We often smelled cigar smoke in our hallway outside of my son's bedroom. They tried cleansing the house remotely. They lived in, a, in another city. We thought it was good until one evening we were walking into our dining room to sit down when my son went flying forward into the table. He started crying and said that someone pushed him from behind. We kept our son in our room that night, and my wife and I both heard what sounded like an old man making gagging noises from our other son's room. He was 11 months old. Our friends put together a whole team, and they came and cleansed the house. It was quite a process, and our neighbors probably thought we were real weirdos, but they got the job done. We haven't had any issues in 10 years. It was really scary. That is scary. It is scary. That is like consistent mm -hmm. activity. I was babysitting my niece when she was two years old. My sister was renting a very old house that was built in the 1930s. I'm alone in the place with her while my sister is working overnight. It's about 11 p.m. and she's been asleep for a couple hours at this point. I'm watching TV in the living room and see her running down the dark hallway she stops just before the entryway to the living room, and I jokingly said, You better get back to bed or I'm going to get you. I got up to get her back into bed, turned the hallway light on, and I found her bedroom door was still closed. I opened it to find my niece completely passed out in her bed, drooling and everything. It wasn't my niece I saw in the hallway, so I took her to, to sleep with me that night. Hmm. Creepy. Next one, at the time when this happened, about eight years ago, when I didn't believe in ghosts as much, my family and I were staying at a historic hotel in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I had a few spare moments and decided to explore the hotel because it was absolutely beautiful. 
I got lost and I happened to run into someone who looked like they worked for the hotel but weren't a housekeeper or clerk, so I was unsure of their position or job. I asked for directions back to the lobby since I had met my family I had to meet my family in a few minutes. The moment I arrived in, in the lobby and walked past the front desk, a clerk and security guard were staring at me in shock and with pale faces. The security guard asked me who I was talking with earlier for the directions back to the lobby. I told him I thought, I, I thought it was someone who worked at the hotel. Well, wouldn't you know, it turns out the floor I was on, I can't remember the floor for the life of me, had a bunch of paranormal paranormal shit that goes on regularly. The person I was talking to never appeared on the security feed, even though they should have been seen in plain view. It was super creepy because I had shaken this person's hand for some reason, and the footage just shows me shaking hands with the air. <sighs> the person appeared in front of me as any other person would have. When I touched their hand, it felt like any squishy person would normally and yet they never showed up on the footage. There's no way I could have blocked out the person from the view of the camera, either as I'm only 5'6". The security guard even pulled up a second angle for further proof. No one else believes me despite the, the footage. To this day, I still don't know how to explain it. Yeah, that's creepy. That is creepy. Next one, I was in my room writing in my journal before bed. It was a bit later and my parents were asleep. Most lights in the house were off, except for a little desk lamp. All of a sudden, this figure stood in front of me, and I couldn't breathe. It only lasted maybe five seconds, but as soon as I could move, I ran to the bathroom and locked the door. When I did, I heard footsteps immediately leave my room, and my door gently closed behind. Closed behind. I stayed in the bathroom for an hour at least. I, it still scares me to this day. What is that? I don't know. Next one, a couple years ago, I was still living with my parents. I was upstairs in my bedroom, hanging out in my room and watching TV. I was on the phone with a friend at the time and exited my room and went downstairs to have a cigarette. The only other person in my parents' house that day was my dad, who later I found out was asleep in his room on the main level. I was gone for about seven minutes and walked back upstairs and entered my bedroom. I was still on the phone and walked toward my bed and sat down. After 20 seconds or so, I glanced back up to play my TV, and there at the end of my bed was a piece of paper sticking up from the base. I just remember not understanding what I was seeing, and never in my life have I so quickly dropped dead silent. I just remember saying, Nate, and he kept saying, what? I could barely speak. I quickly said I'll call him back and immediately took out my phone and took a picture. It was an old economics paper of mine talking about the government and the divide of our two-party system create, creates in America. I wrote this econ paper three years prior. There were originally two pages to it, but it was missing the second page. The edges of the paper were burnt, and there was a big yellow triangle that almost looked like it was highlighted smack dab in the middle of the page. It almost looked luminescent. It absolutely scared the fuck out of me. That paper had to have been in my closet, stacked away with all the other schoolwork, and now it was ripped from the other page and placed at the edge of my bed, sticking upright for me to see. I was gone for only seven minutes. Nobody could have done that. Well, I mean, it's kind of weird. Did that make sense? Because yeah. I didn't understand. They, 
They missed something. They must have called someone or I don't know. Well, they were on the phone. It said they were on the phone. Did it? In their room talking. Oh. They left okay. to go smoke a cigarette. When they came back, that paper was sticking up gotcha. at the end of the bed. And burnt and stuff. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. I got it. When I was younger, I lived in a small house that was really dark and quiet at night. I always woke up around midnight most nights and would look for something to eat in the kitchen. So one night, as per usual, I woke up and went to grab the first slice of bread from the new bread my mom had bought that day. The kitchen is completely dark besides two small windows that were fogged so no one could look in. There was a small corner around my fridge that was just dark, like darker than the rest of the kitchen, even when there was light hitting it. However, I was partially asleep, so I didn't think much of it. When I went to grab the slice of bread, something hit me in the face. I went to wipe it off my face, and all I felt were just these long, long fingers. I was terrified and ran back to my room, and as I ran, I could hear and feel something chasing me, and I could hear all kinds of things falling behind me as I ran back to my room, frightened. When I got to my room, I shut my door and felt, felt my eye, and it was bleeding. To this day, I have a scar. Never have I encountered something that terrifying again. That's weird. Yeah. don't like it next one the earliest memory i have is of an experience with an apparition based on what i know i was no more than three years old when i saw it my parents didn't believe me and i always had and always had some explanation for me we moved houses and tiny things would happen here and there but once again my parents would chalk it up to an overactive imagination fast forward into getting married moving into an old apartment and things started to heat up a little bit Bins would get flipped over and the contents dump on the floor. Then we moved in with my in-laws while my husband went to school. Cue the real events. The house would go through periods of high activity, particularly centered around me. My husband said he would hear me calling him from another room, but I wouldn't be calling him. He would see me pass at the bottom of the stairs as he would be coming down and would follow me all the way around the corner into the far room, only to a dead end with an empty room. Here's the main story. My husband was working nights and I came home alone on the farm while the in-laws were out of state on a trip. One of the dogs goes into an episode staring at nothing in the middle of the room, absolutely, absolutely losing it. Rabid dog. I can't get her to calm down. Usually a light touch on the back will snap her out of it, but I could not call her off this time. I finally go to my room to take a breather, and I hear her stop. Maybe 15 minutes later, she's at it again. I go halfway up the stairs, and I'm talking to her through the banister, finally getting her to come over to me and stop barking. She keeps looking next to me at the top of the stairs, then a huge slam on the baby gate there happens, rattling the gate and the banister. I ignored it because I've heard that's the best thing to do when something is right next to you. The dog barks, but I get her to stop again. Then, right in my line of sight, I see a pin slide forcefully off the table, flying multiple feet before hitting the ground. The dog immediately runs to attack and goes into another fit looking at something next to the table. I start to lose it and immediately go back downstairs to my bedroom. I sit on my bed on my bed next to my cat napping there. He stands up and comes to me since I'm upset and crying. I hear the dog move back to barking in the living room, closer to my room. 
A minute later, the cat turns to look at the doorway. His back rises up, ears pinned back, and his hair strands uh, stands on end, looking straight at the doorway. I ran out of the house at that point. That was the worst it ever got. With what I know about the experiences through my life compared with where I was staying, I've kind of begun to think that it might be a poltergeist. Sounds like it. I didn't think poltergeists had like anything that the dog would be barking at, though, attached to it. Am I wrong? I thought it was just like random acts of like, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I'm not positive. I don't know. Mm. All right, next one. My childhood home was notoriously haunted. We moved into the house when I was around six and my brother was three. It started slow with him and I seeing weird things at night and constant nightmares. Things would go missing only to return a few days later. We would constantly hear people talking, footsteps, and doors slamming when no one was around. Over the years, though, it started to escalate. One parent was in their bedroom during a party when they heard a child running and the door to their walk-in closet creak shut. She assumed it was me or my brother and went to open the door. When she did, some of the t-shirts that were hung there were swaying. Peeking out from behind them was a little girl she did not know. The little girl vanished before her eyes. Another story, I was home alone waiting for my boyfriend to come over. I heard him call my name, so I came out of my bedroom and headed toward the front door. When I came to the stairs that separated my room with the front door, I saw this thing. It almost resembled a person, pitch black, crawling up the stairs. <laughs> it, cracked its, it's, it cracked its neck to look up at me, and I ran. I called my boyfriend, and he wasn't there yet. I hid in my room until he came. Ew, I don't like I that. I do not. Cracked its neck? Ugh. No. Next one. This happened when I was 11. Visiting a lighthouse in Michigan that was supposedly haunted by a boy. My parents wanted to take a tour with the tour guide, but I wanted to play outside. Considering we had been touring various sites in the Upper Peninsula that day. No one was around, so my parents ended up letting me play outside the lighthouse while they took a quick tour. As I played outside, a really beat up ball rolled up by my feet. I bent over to pick it up, and as soon as I was back up, I saw a boy standing next to the edge of the lighthouse looking at me. I assumed the ball was his, so I tossed it over to him, and he wandered away. I didn't think anything about it, but when my parents were done with the tour, they asked what I had done. I told them something along the lines of, I was just wandering around, oh, and I helped this kid get his ball back. The tour guide was with my parents, and when I mentioned the kid, he looked startled because, as I had mentioned earlier, there was no one other than us at the lighthouse. Only three cars. My parents' car, the tour guide's car, and a car belonging to the person at the front desk. The tour guide asked me to take a look at a picture in the lighthouse. I know it sounds super cliche, but when he showed me the picture, it was the picture of the exact same boy with the exact same beat-up ball. Apparently, that kid had died at the lighthouse. On a side note, we checked around and there was no boy. Uh, so you might be asking me why was this creepy, especially considering that the boy never scared me or tried to scare me. What creeps me out is that I touched that ball. When it comes to ghost stories, many people only report a ghost, not other objects. Assuming that was a ghost with his ball, what the heck did I touch? Also, it felt solid, like a real ball. If it was a ghost ball then how the heck do you explain what I touched? It still bothers me to this day. Hmm. That is strange. Mm -hmm. 
are there such thing as ghost balls? Well, I mean, how could that one shake that one's hand? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They must have different levels or something. Like something. Be able to do different things than other ghosts. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. I don't either. <laughs> okay, next one. We were taking a tour of the battleship Massachusetts in Falls River with uh, for my girlfriend's 30th birthday. She wanted to do scary stuff and I wanted to see museums. So we stayed at the Lizzie Borden house and the next night at the uh, Shanley Hotel. It didn't personally feel any, I didn't personally feel any paranormal activity at each location, but there were definitely signs. The one place I actually wanted to go that wasn't meant to have any paranormal activity was the ship. While we were touring the bathroom and cafeteria area, I was snooping around the shower, just curious, when I got tapped on the shoulder. Thinking it was my girlfriend, I turned around no one was there. She was a few rooms away, and we were the only two people in the area. Nothing was hanging above me or leaking. The area was a little cool, and it just felt as if a human touched my shoulder. And I am 100% certain it happened. I found it ironic considering the other places we had been were known for ghost activity. Uh, next one, my best friend came to visit me, and this being South Africa, was waiting at a security gate of our house to let him in. He was calling my name, and I was on the toilet. We both hear my dad saying, he's on the toilet, he'll be right there. My blood froze. My father wasn't home. We had no idea what to make of it. Ooh, Ooh, that's weird. That is weird. Next one, I'm from Indonesia, where paranormal activity is quite normal. But then... I had this one disturbing experience. One day I went into my uncle's home in Geneva. He loves collecting statues or historical stuff. Then I was asked to take out the trash that day. And when I went to the basement where his office slash room is, uh, it's a small room, like two by three meters. Then somehow I saw a statue of a goddess with four or six arms and the aura in that room suddenly felt cold. There were four rooms in the basement, one bedroom, one bathroom, an office room, and a storage room. Somehow, after I grabbed all the trash, I couldn't find the stairs to go back. They were literally gone. I was quite panicked, and then I smelled strange scent, like an ancient flower. I went to the office room and spoke to the statue. I said, hey, I'm sorry if I disturbed you in a way I cannot imagine. I need to go back stairs, okay? Just let me go. <laughs> then after that, I can see the stairs again. But after that, it took me years to be able to go down any basement. That was weird. Mm -hmm. Next one, when I was in middle school, I kept my bedroom door open one night. That night, my father was out drinking or something. He didn't come back by the time I went to bed. So when I heard the front door slam shut in the middle of the night, I thought, Dad's home. Then I went back to sleep and heard him walk up the stairs to the living room. However, I never heard him walk to my parents' bedroom that was in view of my bedroom door. I felt like something was watching me. I woke up slowly to see what I presumed was my father in the doorway. He squinted at me because he plays jokes like this, trying to scare me and my sisters. When I got a good look at the man in the doorway, I couldn't see any features. I went to wipe my eyes to get a better look at him. I stared at that man. The two, whites, the two white eyes stared back. 
I realized this wasn't my father. I didn't scream or jump back in fear. Instead, I did what any sensible person would do. I covered my face and hid in my sheets. <laughs> I heard the man walk over to my bed after I hid. I could feel him just staring at me. He was close enough that I could hear him breathing. I just cried, hoping it was all a dream or a prank that my dad was playing on me. I eventually cried myself to sleep. I woke up that morning scared out of my mind. I found my father sleeping on the couch. I didn't tell anyone about what happened. I didn't have the best relationship with my father, so I never approached him about it either when he woke up. However, I asked my mom when my dad got home, and she didn't know as he never came to bed. I slept with my door shut from then on. When I went to sleep on the couch or a room with no doors from that night onward, I always felt like someone was watching me from the corner of the room. But as I got older, it slowly stopped. He now seems to come back when I drive at night. Sometimes I think I see him in the back seat or on the sidewalk. So I think whatever it is, it's attached to me. But I have never seen him as clear, clearly as I saw him that night he stood in my bedroom doorway. Mm. A close family friend had been in a coma for a few weeks before his death and wasn't allowed visitors. Not sure if that was his family's choice or the hospital policy. I was about three at the time. So my parents hadn't been able to visit him before he passed. In our house, we would always leave on the hallway light. It hung near the bottom of the stairs. In the morning after he passed, the light was off. My mother spotted it before me. On first glance, she thought the bulb had just blown out, but then she realized it had been removed from the light and placed carefully on the stairs on a higher step than it would have if it had just somehow fallen. My mother believes it was his way of saying goodbye before he went. Hmm. And my last one. I have a ghost of a boy who died in the 20s in my room. He literally steals things from plain sight when I uh, when you look away, and then they're gone. The only way to get the object back is to politely ask him for it. He then appears either somewhere that was already searched multiple times before, or it's placed somewhere physically impossible to get to. That's creepy. <laughs> Time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, we did a funny tweet. Okay. I asked my four-year-old why she wouldn't clean up her Play-Doh, and she said, it doesn't make my heart happy. Like, okay, Marie Kondu, Kondu, you win. Who's that? Mm. I have no idea who that is. I should have said Karen. <laughs> Signed my five-year-old out of school early for an appointment and saw another mom sign her kid in late, and the reason was Monday. So I'm on a quest to find her and force her to be my friend. <laughs> my toddler ran past me, farted, and shouted, For you, Mommy. Oh. So happy birthday to me, I guess. <laughs> me, I thought you said to keep your hands to yourself. Son, I did. Me, then why is your sister crying? Son, I kicked her. Oh my gosh, brat. <laughs> This is not what I meant by sharing, I yell at my kids after catching the fifth cold of the school year. Um, yeah, that's funny. I remember that. <laughs> I know my son will be a good dad one day because I dropped a plate and he said, now things are getting out of hand with a straight face. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> my toddler poured a bottle of lavender essential oil on the floor and I'm calling bullshit on the whole calming effect claim. <laughs> I guess it depends on the circumstances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teen daughter. Me. 
Teen daughter, what? Me, what? Teen daughter, why are you looking that way? Me, this is how I look. Teen daughter, well, stop. You look stupid. <laughs> I always get, are you mad at me? <laughs> I'm like, I uh, know. <laughs> Peyton will walk in, like, from out of his room, and I'll look up, you know, naturally. Yeah. And he'll be like, what? And I'm like, what? <laughs> why are you looking at me? I'm you entered the room. <laughs> Our dishwasher broke, and I told my I told the kids we have to wash everything in the sink. And five year old said, "Like you did in the olden days when you lived in a cave." <laughs> Jerk. That's so funny. That's probably what they actually think. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, my wife and I reached our goal of losing seventy pounds together, but we gained it back when we picked up the kids from my parents. <laughs> Will someone please explain to me why my teenager refuses to wear anything warm all winter, but now that it's hot out, he's wearing the same hoodie every single day? Yeah, it's not just your kid. No, it's, it's freaking not. freaking weird. Peyton came home from college one day. He was going to cut my grass for me. Mm -hmm. It's like 50 degrees outside. He walks in in a tank top and shorts. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, what are you wearing? <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, it's freezing out. No, it's not. Plus, I'm going to be mowing the grass. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Whatever. <laughs> Ten-year-old said they had the talk at school, so I asked her what she learned, and she shrugged and said, I guess we all have to start using deodorant next year. <laughs> At least they learned something. Yeah. I called my nine-year-old son's backpack a book bag, and he got got me a rocking chair and handed me a bag of Werther's Original. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Shout out to all the sunburnt parents who spent hours applying sunblock to their kids yeah. but forgot themselves. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> If a dad is driving with his family and sees a cow, a horse, and a hot air balloon at the same time, which one does he point out first? <laughs> you know, I saw the weirdest thing this week. Down the road that I go to to go to work, I pass a cow farm. Mm -hmm. And there were two cows in the middle of the field on their, like, laying on their sides. Hmm. Like, stretched out. It was the weirdest. I've never seen that before. It was so weird. So I looked it up, and apparently they will they will sleep like that only if there's more than one cow around uh, so that, you know, they can kind of protect each other. Yeah. But. That is weird. I know. I've seen them, like, curled up and yeah. sleeping. Yeah. But they were both, like, it was so weird. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, I almost took a picture. Because I was like, are they dead? It's <laughs> like, what is going on? Five-year-old. Mom, why does that lady have a big belly? Me, she's having a baby. Five-year-old, oh, is that what's happening to you? Uh -huh. Me, please go. <laughs> Seven-year-old described the tree in her school as perpendicular, so that's what we're calling it from now on. Oh, wait, no. Perpendular. Perpendular? Perpendular. 
I was like, wait a minute, that needs to Yeah, that's what I was like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did that wrong. <laughs> Five-year-old. Mommy, I want a sandwich. Me, you forgot to say the magic word. Five-year-old, cheese. <laughs> that's not quite. <laughs> and my last one, me, has three kids of his own. Also me, goes out in public. Ew, there's kids here. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so me. And that's all I got. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, send in your stories. We need them. Goals Night Out Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, look us up on Facebook. You can request to join the group. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.